Blog Talk Radio. Well, good afternoon, everyone. We are so happy to be here. You know, we really have a lot of work to talk with Blog Talk Radio about uh, just technology problems all around today. Today, we are so excited that we are going to have Jesse Pliner on today, who created a product called Prong. And you're going to love this, especially us as cell phone users. This is a product we love to hear about and that will be needed for everyday use. You guys are going to be so excited about that. So I'm not going to tell you anything further. But without further ado, we're going to bring her over to Mr. Jay Logan. Here. Hey, how's it? Hey, I'm doing great out here. How's it out there in New York? Oh, God, Jay, it's an absolutely beautiful day today. You know, it, it couldn't be better. And I'm just so excited about today because the gentleman that I told you about that started that company, he is such an amazing guy. His name is Jesse Pliner, as you know, we spoke about him earlier. And, you know, just meeting people like him really, you know, just goes on to show you why you get so excited about being entrepreneurs such as we are, you know, and making the difference that we do. Well, Jay, if we could go right into our stories today. I know one of our first stories is about colleges. And, you know, the attention deficit and ADHD, you know, we have these so many of these uh, nouns for when we're something that supposedly uh, falls in an area of depression or mental illness. And now students who usually somehow get these drugs, as you know, Jay, in a certain way, usually illegally, uh, amphetamines or whatever, to keep them up, to keep them focused, to finish their testing scores, or to do better on their midterms or, you know, their interns in college, they're now going to the health offices and actually being diagnosed and going through the proper channels of getting the right medication. But unfortunately, the schools are starting to tighten their, you know, their thoughts about this. What do you think about this, Jay? I, I mean, that's really, really interesting. You know, um, this is this is something that has been, you know, going on in these colleges and universities for a while. And, they didn't have this uh, this much grip on it at first. And so, you know, what, what bothers me is now it takes like two months to go through all the rigmarole and to try to get prescribed some drugs from the school. Um, and a lot of these kids are, uh, the privacy issues are there because they have to submit drug tests. They have to see a physician every month. Um, they have to promise not to share the pills with anybody, which I understand. But it's so hard to do this now. It's, it's, you know, by the time two months is a long time. By the time that happens, you know, you could really lose a lose ground in school. Um, it was like a two-week thing, and now it's like a two-month or even a three-month thing. So I think some things have to be done to make it fair for the kid. Uh, and some of the schools maybe shouldn't tighten their grip as much because it's, that drug, I believe, is kind of uh, almost a thing you could buy over the counter. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. It's, 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 it has cons and it has pros. Yes, we need to um, find out what our kids are taking in, in these schools. It's very important. But at the same time, um, we don't need to make it a science project for these 
these uh, you know these things, these enhancers, these stimulants to be available for kids who really need them. Well, you know, while I agree with that with you, Jay, I also think that you know when you know when kids are young, we've all been in college or whatever the case is, and I, and I think it's just really important that we realize too that kids do will say things just to get out of class or just to you know make things easier for them so that they can get the score and that maybe really work hard for it. So I think that the schools, to me, should tighten it, but I also think there should be privacy because kids can be labeled even when going, you know, finding a job or they have mental illness or something like that. And that's where I think the unfairness comes in, you know. Uh, so, but, you know, Jay, I know we have one other thing to talk about, and I think we'll do that after we have Jeffy Kleiner on because I am really excited to have him on. Are you ready for Mr. Kleiner, Jeff? Jay. Hi. Uh, Yes, I'm I'm very ready, and uh, let's do this. <laughs> yes, I, I'm really excited. <laughs> so uh, just to let you know, um, this is, uh, Mr. Jesse Piner is on with us. Jesse, how are you Hello. today? I'm great, Gail. How are you? Okay. Would you meet our other co-host, Alyssa Gibbs, Mr. J. Logan, located out in uh, San Francisco here? Jay, how are you? How's San Francisco? Oh, San Francisco is wonderful. It's a nice weather out here right now, and it's just a, such an honor to have you on our show. I'm so excited that you're on here today. And if it's okay, no, I can I call you? I appreciate the invite. Would, would, would you mind if I call you Jesse, or do, would you like me to call you Mr. Planner? I, uh, Mr. Planner sounds great, but I'll let you call me Jesse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, as, as you know, uh, Jesse, we're, we're excited to have you on the show. And, you know, one of the things is, you know, Hearing you share on the panel yesterday, so for all of our audience, I met Jesse Pliner yesterday um, in the audience uh, as an audience member listening to him on a panel speak about Kickstarter. And it was amazing to have him and all of the other panelists there. You know, and one of the things, you know, hearing you experience as an entrepreneur, you know, had Jay and I thinking, you know, our audience would love to know your thoughts and your journey as a successful entrepreneur. You know, what gives you inspiration and motivation as an entrepreneur, Jesse? Um, I, I guess what gives me inspiration is just a uh, drive to be successful at anything that I do. And, um, you know, you come up, I guess everyone has their own vision for how they want to spend their time in this world. And, um, you know, they put themselves in places to do the things that they want to do that they enjoy. And, you know, I, I love being challenged and I love challenging myself and, Starting a new business is something that's extremely challenging and it's very complex, and um, I enjoy it. Hmm, that's that's wonderful, Jesse. Um, I hear you have this amazing, amazing product out for our phones, and God knows I need what you have, but we don't want to spoil it for our audience. Could you share with our audience about your product? Absolutely, we have an awesome product, and we launched it on Kickstarter under the name Juice Tank, and for uh, you know, different reasons we had to change the name to. It's, it's called the Pocket Plug now, and uh, our brand name is Prong. Our website is goprong.com. That's G-O-P-R-O-N-G.com. And uh, basically, I just felt when I first thought of this idea with my partner, we just felt that, uh, you know, you're, everyone's using their phones in a way now where it's almost like another limb on their body, and it just didn't make sense to us that you need to remember other things in order to keep a limb on your body turned on. 
And so we try to, like, think of different ways to make it as easy as possible to keep your phone on. And uh, we came up with a design for a case. Right now it's for the iPhone 4 and iPhone 5 where there's a, a charger built into the case. I know there's some cases out there that have an extended battery that will extend the life of your phone, but what we do is we equip the case with plugs that can plug directly into a wall receptacle. So all you need to do is, uh, you know, find an outlet, and you can plug the phone right in, and the, the plugs are designed in a way where when you're not using them, they uh, they fold back into the case very seamlessly and it's very comfortable to carry around. Wow. Wow. You know, I, I, what I'd like to know is, how did you develop the idea for Prong? And this is a totally different question from the Kickstarter. And my second uh, part of that question is, why did you choose this platform to raise funding rather than another platform? Uh, it's an excellent question. And um, and um, basically, the way that we, or uh, well, kind of first, just to back up to the uh, the design of the, of the prongs are, you know, we kind of, you know, the way that they go into an outlet is fixed. So you have, they have to fold up into a certain way. So then the question is, how do you have to plug in a way where you need to carry around? Because that's ultimately what you take. You need to have, to have it in a design that's easy to fit in your pocket because everyone's carrying their phones around. So it's just a matter of... For a minute, we we heard you going in and out. So please continue. Oh, That's great where you are right now. Oh, okay, perfect. I, I don't know where I got cut off, but I'll just uh, recap what I said in ten seconds, which is you know you just kind of focus on what the goal is, just keep on you know pushing towards it and motivating people to kind of uh, exceed what they even expect uh, is reality and kind of push through reality and to get to something that's you know beyond reality a little bit. But um, as far as uh, Kickstarter, when we went up on Kickstarter, there, I think Indiegogo had just kind of started up a little bit. But at the time, it was just, it seemed, it just, you know, it was the popular site to go on. We actually know someone who was involved with it. Um, and uh, just it just made sense. So really, we didn't really consider any other options when we were you know, deciding on a crowdfunding platform. Yes. Uh, Jesse, I have a question. I'm just... Does anybody have a the phone in their pocket or something like that? Because there's a lot of noise coming through the line. I can't hear all your responses. Um, yeah, I'm hearing I'm hearing a lot of feedback also. Yeah. Hmm. Well, 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 I was wanting to know um, what were some of the pitfalls Jesse you encountered during the time when you were raising funding for the for the prom? Um. Some of the uh, pitfalls that we encountered when we were on Kickstarter? Uh-huh. Well, I mean, 
Uh, I mean, when you're on Kickstarter, you kind of just like, like I said last night at the panel, you just kind of have to set it and forget it. But with regards to development for the product, I had never developed a product before. I never, you know, I'm not an engineer. I just, uh, I'm just a creative, I have a creative mind and think of ideas. And, uh, you know, so it was a matter of finding the people who can execute on our vision and, um, you know, finding people who are willing to work on something as hard as you're willing to work on something is the biggest challenge that you have. Wow. Did you did you have a certain um, um, amount that you asked for on Kickstarter? Was there a certain goal that you were trying to reach? And did you uh, were you able to accomplish that goal? Yeah, we we hit our goal. Our goal was 125,000, and we did 130,000. Wow. Wow. You know, one of the things, um, so we know that you were very successful on Kickstarter and raising funding for this product. And this question may sound a little redundant, Jesse, but it really isn't. You were very successful. But, you know, tell us about that. Like, what was that like for you as an entrepreneur, the feeling of that, the experiencing of that? What was that like for you? Is this something you're just usually just used to accomplishing your goals and it was, you know, not a big thing for you? Share, share that with us. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think in anything in life, you, know, you, just, you just don't accomplish your goals. You Obviously, there's certain people who accomplish their goals and there's certain people who don't. And the people who are willing to kind of, you know, get down into the dirt and make sh- and, 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 you know, manage the process and, and, and follow it and push it forward and push it forward and push it forward, you know, they probably, uh, you know, are more than likely going to accomplish what they set out to accomplish. But, I mean, it's a great feeling, you know, but it was just the Kickstarter – you know, it's not the end. You know, people talk about, oh, we hit our goal on Kickstarter. That's when all the work starts. It starts when you hit your goal. Because if you don't hit your goal, then you don't have to deliver on anything. When you hit your goal, I mean, that's when the challenge starts. There's not really anything to celebrate when you hit your goal. That's when the really, that's when the real hard labor starts happening. But it definitely was validating for this idea and for me as this is my first, uh, you know, product to launch and, uh, and, uh, you know, the first idea that we had come up with, and it was definitely validating for us to know that an idea that we had thought of was being accepted, uh, you know, pretty uh, broadly in the market. That's very, very interesting. Um, What are some of the feedback uh, you received from the public on Kickstarter about uh, your product? Sorry? Uh, What were some of the feedback that you received from the public on Kickstarter about your about your product, what did some of the, uh, the the people that were supporting? What did they say about their product? What were some of the comments? I would say, generally speaking, you know, the comments were very positive, and you know, just kind of wow, this is just so simple, it's awesome, you know, like just you know, it, a lot of positive comments. But there were also some very good. I, I like I like criticism because criticism forces you to defend your idea, and if you can defend your idea, then and to the point where people, you know, you know, feel satisfied with your response, then that's also a good feeling. And um, there's people who brought up some very good points that I had not thought of beforehand, and really, it really challenged us. And you know, it was it was good. So, I mean, overall, the comments were very positive. Um, they, you know, but there were some people who did bring up different uh, objections related to the design and, you know, safety issues and whatnot that obviously turned out to be non-issues, but it definitely made us make sure that we were focused on those as we completed the 
the design of the case. Interesting. You know, what what stage did you notice people um, were really giving to your products on Kickstarter or in general? Um, I would say, you know, it's it's interesting. You know, when you first start a project, for, for us, we kind of, uh, yeah, I, I would say that we, you know, when, when you when you show someone the idea who's never seen it before, and then their jaw hits the floor, that's really, you know, what it happens. So as soon, as soon as we had some sort of an appearance model prototype of the product, and we showed it to people, and they just were amazed. Uh, and this is even before it was even functioning. Um, that's kind of when we knew that maybe we had something. Wow! Wow! Do you have any yeah. other? Do you have any? Uh, do you have any other partners or other uh, other locations? I do. Uh, my 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 partner who's been with me since day one. We did this all together. Uh, um, and uh, his name is Lloyd, and uh, he's in Miami right now working. Uh, but uh, yeah, we we we've worked on this together, and then over the course of the last bunch of months. We brought on different people to help us execute on the idea. We have an awesome project manager in China. His name is George. This guy is the absolute man, and uh, we wouldn't be where we are today without him. Uh, and we just have excellent support, whether it's our engineers or whether it's our lawyers. Or I mean, what you don't realize is when you go ahead and you throw, and you put a, a product up on Kickstarter. Right? As I said last night, you're trying to carve a space out in an already established market and people don't want that and you know they're going to find reasons to shut you down whether it's trademark issues or whether it's patent issues or whether it's you know whatever it could possibly be you know and you and it's not just like oh you come up with an idea you make it and you execute on it it's you know you're you're getting there's people who are sitting there trying to throw barriers in your way and it's a it's a difficult process and we rely on some very talented people who are very smart and very committed to us being successful and that's why we are here today and it's not you know because of me and it's not because of Lloyd it's because of all of us and our whole team that we've assembled together working towards a common goal and just you know with the with the focus that we're just not going to fail. And we just keep on motivating each other and keep on persevering and just keep on pushing forward. Wow. That's that's great. That that's really great. And that you know, that leads us to the next question. What advice would you give others pursuing their dreams and believing they are able to accomplish what they are passionate about like you have? Um, I, my advice would be that definitely completely understand what you're about to get into because, I mean, it depends on the project and it depends on, you know, what, what what's going on. But I would have never thought that at the, I, I didn't, I, when I first started this project, it was almost, it was almost good that I had no clue what it would take to make it happen. And there's everyone sitting there telling you that you're wasting your time and that you'll never be able to do it. And, you know, and to their credit, they were probably right. But one thing that they were wrong about is they just didn't realize that we would be willing to do whatever we absolutely needed to do. And we picked up and lived in China for six months. You know, we don't really make a lot of money. Uh, we make very little money. But, you know, thankfully we're in a position to only be able to make a little money. We don't have families to support, so we're in that position. So you really have to make sure that you're able to execute and under, you're able to understand the process and what it's really going to take and that you're committed to it because otherwise – it could really turn into a disaster. But that's, that's my advice. 
Uh, Jesse, speaking of passion, what causes or charities is closest to your heart? What causes? Uh, which, 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 cause, which causes or charity are closest to your heart? That's an excellent question, and uh, you know, I just I, I'm I don't I'm not I'm not I'm agnostic. So if okay. there's out there, if there's people that are out there that genuinely need help, I'm always open to help anyone in any possible way that I can, and I have throughout my whole life. And it's not I'm not saying that it's you know monetarily whether it's me writing a check, but I open my house to people. I open you know my my whether it's just my ears to people to listen to people. But I'm agnostic, and but the one thing that I ask is that you have to be willing to help yourself if you're wanting me to help you. So that's all I ask is is I can't help someone unless they're willing to help themselves, and, and that's that's the only requirement that I have. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. But I but I but I'll help anyone who's willing to say to themselves that they want to be better tomorrow than they are today, and I will be there for them in any possible way that I possibly can. Wow, that's that's amazing. And you know, um, you know, speaking of what you said about being agnostic, you know, it really has nothing to do with that. It has to do with your heart, Jesse. And and that's what you've just shown us that you have a beautiful heart where you're willing, you know, to support others. But the most important thing I think you just said is about people supporting themselves. You know, that is very important because most people will go to look for a handout and forget that they also have to manage themselves. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Obviously, different people come from different backgrounds, and it's impossible to totally understand, you know, where someone came from and and the challenges that they have, whatever it is. And it's not for me or anyone else to judge those people because everyone has their own challenges. But at the end of the day, whatever anyone's challenges are, they they have to have a desire to break through those challenges. Otherwise. They'll, they'll never, you know, no matter how much you help them, no matter how much, you, you know, whatever, you'll always be in the same place unless they're, in my opinion, and, and obviously every situation is different. This is just my opinion. Uh, but that they'll they'll just be in the same place and they'll constantly be needing help. And, uh, and, 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 and again, like, like I said, they have to be willing to break out of their comfort zone and take a risk to try to improve their situation or make their life better or whatever the case may be, whoever situation is what, in order to be able to kind of take the next steps and enjoy and appreciate everything that they have. Well, one of, this is one of the last questions that Jay and I had. You know, um, there was a particular thing that you shared yesterday just in passing when we were having that conversation. And it really had Jay and I thought think to ask you this. There was, you know, we know that you're motivated. We know that you're super confident, which I think is great. This is what I think is important for people to believe in their product, you know, as you also shared yesterday. But there is an approach that you have, you know, in, in, in moving forward to accomplishing things. And I just thought you could leave that little bit of advice with people who are looking to be entrepreneurs or who are struggling with their business. You were talking about not just being in one, you know, looking at one thing, you know, like Kickstarter might be great, but that's not just the one thing to be working on as you're, you know, uh, tackling whatever it is that you're trying to create and put it in the marketplace. Could you just say a little bit more about that as advisement to other entrepreneurs, if you wouldn't mind? Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that, uh, you know, the, the definition entrepreneur, you know, I don't know exactly. Different people have different definitions for it. But whoever's whoever's pursuing their dreams or someone's pursuing something that's 
out of the ordinary, it's obviously challenging. And if it was easy, then everyone would be doing it. And, um, you know, so, so since it's challenging, that means that not it's not always going to go the way that you plan. And what, you, what I do... And the way that I try, I, I like knowing. I like knowing that something's going to happen. So, in order for me to know that something's going to happen, you can't always focus on the process, but you have to say, okay, here's the goal. And now there could be multiple processes to accomplish that goal. And you set the goal, whatever the goal is, and you go ahead and then you draw the roads that are possible to accomplish that goal. And then you anal- you do an analysis of, you know, what the best approach is given whatever your circumstances are, and you pursue that approach. Meanwhile, also focusing on these other paths. And just to kind of put this in an example that's easy to understand is we launched our product and we said to ourselves, okay, there's multiple ways that we can go ahead and achieve our goals for this product, which is delivering it to consumers. One, we could license it out to another company. Two, we could do this ourselves, you know, make it ourselves, market ourselves, do distribution ourselves, which everyone was telling us that we shouldn't do because we will never be able to figure out the landscape. You know, so and you know there's other there's other ways to go, but let's just take those two things. So, we have control over doing it ourselves. That's what we have control over because we're not relying on anyone. We're going to go ahead and actively just work hard and do it ourselves. Meanwhile, though, we also constantly reached out to companies with regards to licensing the product and our, uh, you know, for distribution agreements to partner up, you know, and we're we're having those conversations. But in those conversations, we're relying on someone else to make a decision. In this other path, it's just totally us putting in our hard work and effort and just moving the needle forward. And that's what I always believe is have what you can control, and as more things fall in your lap that you can control, you can kind of alter your your uh, your uh, strategy a little bit to, to build those things in. But I always kind of uh, take the worst-case scenario and just kind of pursue that, and as the scenario gets better, I'll continue uh, on the path of just kind of making sure that my goals are achievable. But I don't always rely on one thing, because if when you rely on one thing, if it doesn't work out, then you fail. Whereas if you rely on one thing, it doesn't work out, you can hop onto another road to accomplish it. That's, that's that's very interesting. Um, um, Gil, I had I had a question. I want to know how much is this 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 wonderful toy going to cost me? Because I'm thinking about buying one of these things, and I'm wondering, um, can I drop it off the Empire State Building, or what's the you know the what is the maintenance for it? Is it really durable? And how long does the battery last? And a couple of things like that. Right, absolutely. So a couple of things. <laughs> I wouldn't advise dropping it off the Empire State Building. So okay. definitely, I wouldn't advise that. Um, but and not just because the case won't survive, but who knows who's down there. But um, <laughs> what I will say is the, the iPhone 5 model is 69.95. The iPhone 4 model is 59.95. You can purchase them now on a pre-order through our website, goprong.com. Um, the case is made of high-grade uh, polycarbonate plastic, just to kind of put that into everyday terms. It's the same type of material that's put in hockey goalies' helmets. Uh, so it is durable. Um, you know, I, and it will protect the phone. We designed it in a way that there's a front lip over the front of the phone, so if you put your phone face down, then the screen's not touching the surface. And, um, you know, it's great. There's actually just one correction that you made. There is no extended battery in this model. There's just AC power. So what we're offering you 
is the ability to charge your phone wherever there's an outlet. You don't have to remember anything else. There are other cases right now that offer extended battery, but as of now, our unit does not offer that feature. We just offer the AC power, and the reason why we think that uh, our solution is better than other solutions is because you don't have to remember anything else to power up your phone, whereas if you have the extended battery and your phone and the extended battery die, you don't have any other option. You either have to carry something else with you or you have to go find someone who's got a charger for uh-huh. you. Whereas for us, you just have to find an outlet. Well, what about humidity? Is it, is it, does it work good with humidity? Uh, for us, uh, I, well, one time, I, yeah, I took my phone uh, to Apple, and he said, well, we can't fix it because it's a humidity problem. I said, well, I had it in my pocket, and it was raining, but the rain didn't get on my phone, but the humidity still got into the phone, even though it's rain didn't get on the phone. So does it protect again? Right. I don't – I'm not – I'm not – I can't speak to – how how you know humidity will affect the iPhone? Obviously, the iPhone is Apple's product, and that's something that they would be better at speaking to. But with regards to our case, um, our case has cleared UL and CUL and FCC certifications. Those are safety certifications um, that are uh, that kind of uh, you know show consumers that it's a safe product, and you know UL is putting their name on it and saying that you know they recognize that it's a safe product and it's safe for consumers to use. Um, and uh, but as far as humidity to the iPhone and how that will impact it, I can't really speak to that. Okay. Well, thank you, uh, Jesse, for being on the show with us today, and we surely love what you're doing. I know that you have um, more product coming out for your devices. Can we have you back on sometime later in the year to share with us, you know, how your business is doing and, uh, you know, what you're up to? Absolutely. Anytime. All right. Well, thank yeah. you for your time, and it's been really enjoyable, and hopefully you have an amazing day. You too, yes. and uh, it was great meeting you both, and I look forward to speaking to you guys again soon. Thank you so great. much. All right. Have a okay. great day. You Bye. too. Well, it's on to other news with Listen, Give, Soundbite, and one of, one of those things that we're, the next thing that we're going to uh, actually talk about with you guys is I got to talk about this, Jay, because I'm in New York, and as someone who's in New York and who likes to hail taxis, uh, <laughs> much much to the dismay of people that I live with, much to the dismay of uh, friends and colleagues, there are days when I have to admit that I am a New Yorker that will take a cab six blocks, especially if I think it's going to get me there quicker than I can run, and I'm running late, and you know. Hearing this, you know, with my smartphone, I'm like, well, I like the fact that this app, Jay, actually will alert the cab that in real time that where you're standing at a corner. Now, I like that. I hope that it doesn't have any accidents as a result. You've got four cabs coming at you. But I think it's great. I'm not willing to pay for my smartphone, though. Because, you know, I love technology, but, you know, certain things I still love getting old-fashioned cash. So, you know, what are your thoughts about it? Um, well, you know, in New York, you know, um, I mean, there's enough cash going around that you just put your hand up. I mean, I love how it works there. But out here in California, we don't have the luxury of a lot of cash. Everybody out here is individualized, and everybody wants their own car. Um, I'm not willing to pay. I agree with you. I'm not willing to pay for the app. I, you know, I, if I can just raise my hand and it's free, I'd just do that. But um, I wish there was some way that they can incorporate uh, payment within that app because a lot of times 
just for safety reasons, you wouldn't have to bring a credit card or cash. You can have everything in your phone, and um, you can be, have your own personal digital signature, and then the cabs wouldn't have to carry so much money. And it could, you know, So there's a couple of things I wish they could do that you know people with smartphones uh, apparently can pay for. Smartphones, they apparently should be able to pay for the cabbie. So they can somehow um, make your smartphone um, pay for, pay, be able to pay the bill. Uh, Credit-wise, it would be a great thing. Maybe that's coming in the future. Um, but I think it's also good if you're upstairs and you're coming downstairs and you want a cab to be there by the time you get there, uh, the cab is just there for you, you know. Um, that's uh, it's, 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 it's good and bad. Um, out here, we, we, need, we need it out here because um, uh, the, the cabs are far between. Well, you know, I tell you like this. I, I'm not saying I have a problem paying for the app. I'll pay for the app. I'm just not paying for the cab through the app. Ah. <laughs> okay. No tip, no tip I, money. <laughs> no, no, no. I will pay cash and give him a tip that way. But I think the app for me, how I would let the app serve me, is find, letting the cab find me and me find the cab. Um, I'm still very, you know, skeptical about making payments through my smartphone because smartphones can be picked up by Bluetooth. They can be picked up by so many different directions if you've got your Wi-Fi on, anything. So they're more susceptible sometimes to me than having your computer. And with that said, um, that's, those are the things I'm looking at. Um, okay. You know, so then, and, and I know the next thing we were going to is your favorite. You had a little story, I believe, about Miss Mariah Carey. <laughs> yes, we do. Uh, Mariah Carey has uh, just renewed her wedding vows, and um, Nick Cannon and her, they do this every year. I'm just wondering, do you need to do this every year from a woman's standpoint, Gail? Uh, last year they were in Paris, and they did it on the Eiffel Tower. So this year they shut down Disneyland, which you know, I'd be kind of mad if I couldn't go to Disneyland because Mariah Carey and them are in there and getting married. Uh, they shut it down, and she dressed up as Cinderella. And... Um, they redid this thing again. Um, I just wanted to know from a woman's standpoint, is, that, is this something that the girls like to do is, or is it something that you do every year? Should you wait every five or ten years? Or is this a publicity stunt? You know, here's my thing. I think it's a, it's a great thing. Um, in Mariah Carey's situation, you just kind of never, ever, 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 ever know about her. You don't know where she's coming from, where she's going sometimes. So it's kind of hard to say. It's just kind of hard to say, you know what I mean? I real, I can't even begin to, um, I really can't even begin to, I don't have an answer. <laughs> but I want to say Mariah. I mean, I love Mariah. But I also think that her and Nick are genuinely happy. And I think that's important. I think they are genuinely, genuinely happy. So that's, that's I, good. And the thing is, however they do whatever they do, that's fine. But they're genuinely happy people. And that's what matters the most. So if, if they want to do that, uh, I guess, yeah, let them do it, you know. Yeah, I guess you're right. I guess that's what you want to do. We have a whole saying out here, well, is that, if that's what you want to do, <laughs> we have a saying out there we say out here, and it's a slogan. And I guess like, if that's what you want to do, let them do it. Um, 